This is Doug Hastings, Vice President of Moody Radio, and we're thankful for support from our listeners and businesses like United Faith Mortgage. If you go to our mortgage team's website, you'll find hundreds of testimonials of real Christian radio listeners we've helped. Laura here is a recent friend who is kind enough to share a few words with her local station. I was actually referred to United Faith Mortgage through my mother-in-law. We decided it was time for us to start looking for a house, and I reached out to Kelly. And we found several houses we liked, but, you know, with the seller's market, things kept falling through. But anytime we needed her, she was there for us. She got everything we needed as soon as we asked for it, and she made it work. She made sure that if that was the house that our family wanted, we were going to get that house. They're a wonderful company, and we're just really blessed that we found them in the process, that they helped us get through it, and we are in the home of our dreams, and and our family is so happy. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp., 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Today on Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job, we'll learn how our identity gives us a sense of belonging and shapes the course of our life. You are being told you need to define yourself by this political party or by your skin color or by your ethnicity. And people are trying to say you are first that. And here's what I want to say. No, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are first of all a people of God before you are anything else. We have a purpose and a call. So let us not forget it. Welcome to the new Bold Steps Weekend with Mark Job. Mark is the president of Moody Bible Institute, senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago, and I'm Wayne Shepherd. Everyone longs for purpose and a sense that they belong, but what do you do if you don't know who you are? How do you discover your identity? Well, that's the topic Mark Job tackles today as we turn to the book of 1 Peter chapter 2. If you're just tuning in and you'd like to know more about Mark or this program, let me invite you to go to our website and explore. You'll find us online at boldstepsweekend.org. Here's Mark. King Uzziah, he was a king and he tried to act like a priest and he was immediately struck down. Saul was in the kingly area, tried to pass in the priestly area, and immediately he was disqualified because they wouldn't do both. But here's what God is saying to us. I'm mixing both of them. He's basically saying, You have authority with King Jesus, and then you're also called to serve and worship as a priesthood. We have the authority that accompanies our position as men and women of the kingdom of God, but we also have the call to work on behalf of God so uh, we can pray for people, but yet we have authority as we speak over people's lives. Uh, we are in a position of royalty with authority with God, but yet we worship and we serve as well. The Bible calls it a royal priesthood. Uh, he's mixed us together, high value and high service combined together. So never forget it. You're a royal priesthood. Thirdly, he tells us, listen, you're a holy nation. 
A nation is defined by its territory, by its culture. You are a people, not only an ethnos called people, but you are a nation that belongs together, a community. And um, uh, in Isaiah chapter 62, verse 12, it says, They will be called the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and you will be sought after the city uh, no longer deserted. So there's that. That, that sense of we are a nation together. And number four, he refers to them, oh, I love this, a people belonging to God. Literally, a people for gain-making or a prized people or a people that God has earned unto himself. You know, one of the greatest questions that I, I, I feel like many in this generation are struggling with is this question, do I belong? Who am I? And, I? and I feel especially at this moment in our city, in our nation, uh, people are trying to be defined by their political party. Uh, people are being defined by their race. Uh, people are being defined by their social economic status. People are defined by whether you're in the border or out of the border. And listen, what, what God is telling us who are people of God who, who are followers of Jesus, he's saying this, uh, he says, uh, you, l- listen, you are a people that belongs to God. You belong. And I don't know if you have been feeling this uh, recently, but there's a lot of people because of the social isolation, because you haven't been able to meet in person, the enemy comes in and he starts to whisper this lie to you. You don't belong. He starts to say, yeah, you know, there's people of other races here. Is this really your tribe? There's people of other political persuasions. Is this really your tribe? Uh, there's people that maybe are older than you or younger than you. Is this really your tribe? Hey, there's people that are wealthier than you or maybe poorer than you. Is this really your tribe? Hey, there's people that live on the north side and don't understand the south side, or south side and don't understand the north side. Is this really your tribe? I think the enemy tries to pull us away from the body of Christ and tries to lie to us because the enemy understands that when you feel like you don't belong, then you become you become strategically separated from the people of God and you become vulnerable to the enemy that lies to your identity and your soul. And if he can lie about your identity, well, if he can lie about your identity, come on, he can swerve you away from your God-given purpose and destiny. And I know that word is for someone today. Secondly, if you're taking notes, not only... Does identity speak to our value, but identity points to your purpose. Uh, Notice what he continues to say in this passage. He said that you may, you are chosen people, a royal priesthood. He says all these things, a people that belongs to God. Why? That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. In essence, what God is saying is that we are a people that has a purpose. If we were all together here, gathered together, especially here at New Life Midway, you look around and we are a multi-ethnic, multicultural church 
There are people that look very different from you. There are people that grew up in different parts of Chicago or maybe even outside of Chicago. There are people from different uh, social economic backgrounds. Yet, yet, God has joined us together and God has declared that we have a common purpose. Notice, your purpose is found in your identity. And what Peter says is our purpose, don't, don't get this wrong, is to declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful light. What does that mean? That means that our stated purpose is that we live in such a way, that we behave in such a way, that we interact in such a way, that people will declare how great our God is because we are talking about how he's taken us out of the darkness into the light, and because we are people of light, people don't point to our goodness. They look at us and they say, there must be a God. And so our lives help people declare the praises of God. Now let me, let me be very clear about this. Whatever we do as people is really important. It should point to God and result in his praise. New Life Community Church is not what it is because of a leader, and the praise should never go to a leader. It is not what it is because of the organization, and the praise should never go to an organization. And it's not even what it is because of the people, and the praise should never go to the people. The praise should ultimately continually be pointed to God. God is the one that's changed us. He gives us grace. He makes us love. He's the one that's changed us. He's the one that took us out of the filthy darkness that we were living in, people that were lost and destined to an eternity that was empty and hopeless, and he's given us an identity. He's filled us with the Spirit. He's given us value, worth, and dignity, and now... Yeah, now, not only do we declare his praises, but we help other people understand how great and glorious God is. So you may be very successful here today, and maybe you look at what's happened in your life, and people are applauding you and, and patting you on the back and saying what a great parent or person or leader or business you have. And can I, can I remind you, do not touch the glory, because When you know that your father loves you, you have identity, and your purpose is clear, I'm going to give all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory to King Jesus because he deserves it. We are a people with a purpose. So not only does identity speak to our value, it points to our purpose. Thirdly, it gives us a sense of belonging. Notice what it says in verse 10. Once... You are not a people, but now you are the people of God. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. I, I, I love that. Um, Romans chapter 9, verse 25 through 26 says, As he says in Hosea, I will call them my people who are not my people, and I will call her my loved one, who is not my loved one. And it will happen that in that very place where it is said to them, you are not my people, that they will be called sons of the living God. You know, I love this because he's basically saying at one time, 
No, you weren't my people, but because you received mercy through the gospel of Jesus Christ and surrendered, I've adopted you. While we were yet sinners, he saw us in our mess and our toxicity, and he still reached out to cleanse us and adopt us. He sealed us with his name. We did not belong to God. Some people say, well, we're all children of God. And I I, I get what they're saying, but technically that's bad theology. We are not all children of God. We are all creations of God, but there's only some that are children. The rest are creation. And you're not a child of God unless you're born again of the Spirit of God, and then you become a child of the living God. And so make sure that that's clear. Belonging is powerful. There are young men in the streets of Chicago that join gangs because they don't feel like at their house they have a sense of belonging, and so they join People join parties and people join groups that they don't always agree with, just a sense that they belong. People are pressured into doing things that they normally wouldn't do so that they can belong. Um, There's a strong sense inside of all of us that we want to belong. We want to say, this is my clan. These people care about me. I belong. And what God is saying is that at one time you didn't belong, but now you do. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and this is Bold Steps Weekend. We'll jump back into the second half of today's message in just a moment, so please stay with us. You can find us right here in your local radio station and also online 24-7. You can even listen to the weekend program and our sister daily program through your smart speakers at home or in the office. To learn what's available wherever you are, just go to boldstepsweekend.org. Now, let's return to the second half of Mark's message. He's titled it, Do You Know Who You Are? There's something about it that when we take a big step, it changes our identity and our name. The Bible tells us that when we come to Christ, there's a name sealed upon us. You know, most of you know this, but my son Josiah very soon is getting married. Hallelujah. We've been praying that God would lead him to the right person at the right time, and uh, we believe that he has. And so uh, my son Josiah and his fiance uh, Carolina, they have been preparing for a wedding. And uh, Carolina's been doing the bulk of the work. Let me let me clue you into that. She's been doing the, the invitation cards and all that kind of stuff. And the other day I walked in uh, to our house and she was working with my wife and some invitations and so forth. And I, I got a piece of paper and I got a pen and I said, hey, hey, Carolina, I would like for you to write this out just to get practice. She said, what? And I wrote, Mrs. Job. And she looked at that and she gave me a big smile. She said, oh, that's going to be strange. I said, yeah, because, you know, in our country here, when you marry, your last name changes. Why does it change? So that when people introduce you, they say Mr. and Mrs. Job, because that speaks to belonging. It speaks to the covenant of marriage. It speaks to something that is deep because who we belong to, the family that we belong with, shapes our identity, and so 
it's strange to have your name changed, but there's something about changing our name, our identity, because we belong to something. That's what God is telling these people. He is saying, you originally did not belong but now you belong. In the original context of this passage, by the way, he was, uh, he was referring to the people of Israel, but in this passage, he's referring to us, just regular people that are followers of Jesus, that we have become a people that belong, a people of God. And I just want you to know this. If you're listening, maybe you're listening to this alone, and maybe the enemy has been lying to you, and maybe you don't feel apart. Can, can, can I just look up? Come on, look up at me right now. I want you to look me in the eye. If you are a child of the living God and God has worked in your life, you belong. And don't let the enemy ever lie to you about that. You belong. And then lastly, not only does he speak to our, uh, our identity, speaks to our value, uh, it points to our purpose, it gives us a sense of belonging. Lastly, it shapes our behavior. So identity shapes our behavior. Notice what he says in verse 11. He says, dear friends, that's a term of endearment. I urge you. That idea of urging is strong, not just like a slight suggestion, but this is a strong, deep exhortation. So, hey, friends that belong together, I give you a strong exhortation right now. And then he uses some words that maybe you've never been called this before, and it feels a little bit strange to have that label on you. He says, as aliens and strangers in the world to abstain from sinful desires which are against your soul. As aliens. Well, what does it mean to be an alien? Well, you got it. It's in the Greek, it describes those who have no rights or legal status in the place where they are residents. <laughs> Come on, you, th- you probably say that's what I thought it meant. So we talk about undocumented here, or aliens are people that have uh, come uh, to a place, but they have no legal status in that place. Uh, therefore, they have no right to vote. They have, they're, they're really, uh, they really don't belong there. They're living there, but don't belong there. And what the Apostle Peter is telling us is you live in the world right now. You live in Chicago or, or wherever you're watching this broadcast from. But this is really not your residence. Don't get too attached to things here because you're not really from this world. So he says, um, I urge you as aliens and strangers, was a stranger, he uses another word for stranger in the Greek, which emphasizes the temporary residents. So we have no rights or legal status and we're only temporary residents in this world. And so he says, you know, the people in this world, they engage in the desires of the flesh they, they party, they do what they want, they live like the rest of the culture lives because they're from this world. He says, but you're really not from this world. You belong to another world. You are the people of God that happens to be uh, living on this planet right now, but this is not your ultimate destiny. You are not 
citizens of the United States of America first. You are first citizens of the kingdom of God. You are not first under the authority of the president of this country. You are first under the authority of King Jesus. You ultimately, this is not your landing place. Oh, you may be buried here ultimately, but your destiny is with the kingdom of God. So you embrace the values of the kingdom. You live by a different sort of rhythm in your life. When all the culture is living one way, you're living a different way. Why? Because you don't belong to this earth or this place. You are alien, strangers passing through. You understand that your citizenship is in a different place, that your destiny is different. Man, we need to grasp that mentality. And so he says, abstain from the sinful desires which are against your soul. I mean, they pull us, they drag us. They make us want to fit in and accommodate, and he says, I want you to resist that, and then he says, live such good lives among the pagans, what's a pagan? A pagan that is someone that rejects God, though they accuse you of doing wrong, though they misunderstand you, though they don't quite grasp who you are, live such good lives that they see your good deeds, and they have to start pointing to God and glorify God on the day that he visits us. Now, scholars argue about what it means that they will glorify God on the day that he visits us. Uh, Some people believe it's speaking about judgment, that that when the day of judgment comes, they're going to glorify God because they've seen his believers. But I happen to believe that it has a more positive tone to it. I believe that God visits his people through revival There are days of visitation in which God comes and shows mercy. There's days of salvation. And what I believe that's speaking about is that God has placed us here on earth to live such different lives, such good lives, such lives that give honor to glory to God, that when God moves in power, many people turn to him and glorify him because of the witness of the aliens, the strangers, those peculiar people that are living a different way because of our testimony, they are coming to God on the day that he visits us. So let me close with this. I don't know exactly what your story is today. I don't know what you're struggling with. But here's what I do feel. I feel like there is, we live at a critical time in our city of Chicago, in our nation, where things are being shaken, shaken, shaken. Some of you, your identity's being shaken. You are being told where you are this, or you are that, or you need to define yourself by this political party, or by that group of people, or by your skin color, or by your cultural background, or by your ethnicity, and people are trying to say, you are first that, and here's what I want to say, no, if you're a follower of Jesus, you are first of all a people of God before you are anything else then we celebrate the diversity that exists in the body of Christ, but we're united by the fact that before we're anything else, we are first of all um, chosen people of God. We are a brotherhood of believers. We do not belong to this world. We are aliens and strangers. We have a purpose and a call, so let us not forget it. So if today you've been struggling with do I fit in, what am I first? Doubting, do I belong there? Because 
Maybe not everybody at the church looks like me. Or, or, or maybe you're wealthier or poorer, or from the north side or the south side. Or you come from a different country, and you say, well, I probably don't belong. I want to assure you, if you are a follower of Jesus the Christ, you form with us a family who at its core has its purpose to glorify King Jesus. And together, in diversity, from a lot of different backgrounds, we are united bought with a price, flowing in the power of God to make a difference in this city in our, and in our world for the glory of King Jesus. Don't let the enemy lie and tell you that you don't belong. If you are following Jesus, you are part of God's family and you have a purpose and destiny in Him. You're listening to the Bible teaching of Mark Job, and this is our newest program, Bold Steps Weekend. As a listener-supported ministry, Bold Steps Weekend relies on the voluntary donations of friends like you who share our vision. Now, you can give a one-time gift or sign up to be a Bold Steps partner when you commit to giving a monthly donation of any amount. For either opportunity, just click the Donate button on our website, boldstepsweekend.org. And when you give a gift of any amount today, Ask how you can request a copy of our latest Bold Action Gift. It's a book by William Marty that will help you see the world of Jesus in a new light. It's said that in order to truly understand a story, you need context. Like meat on a bone, context fleshes out and brings new life to even the oldest and most renowned stories. The story of Jesus is no exception. And that's why Dr. William Marty, a former professor of mine, in his book, The World of Jesus, he lays out the finer points of what Jesus' world was like in the first century. Walk deeper into the world that Jesus walked in and gain new insights into the culture and the people of the time. Discover which authorities were in charge and why as you learn more about the religious customs and political dramas of the day. There might be 2,000 years between us, But Marty's book helps us paint a more vivid picture of the world Christ came into. And we'd love for you to request your copy today. This easy-to-read summary on the key players and places in the world of Jesus is yours with a gift of any amount to support Bold Steps Radio. So to request your copy of The World of Jesus, Making Sense of the People and Places in Jesus' Day, Call us at 866-535-5580. That's 866-535-5580. Or go online and give when you go to boldstepsweekend.org. And then don't forget there are a variety of ways you can connect with us each day. Whether you're going to our website or using our social media platforms, we'd love to hear from you. To find us, just log on to Facebook or Instagram and search for Bold Steps Radio. Well, that's all the time we have today. I'm Wayne Shepherd, inviting you to join us again next weekend when we'll talk about how a thankful spirit can bring about peace, presence, and purpose, even in times of isolation and stress. Mark calls the message the Thanksgiving Zone, and you'll hear all the details next weekend right here on Bold Steps Weekend. Bold Steps Weekend is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.